Hey everybody, welcome to another week of Sheer Geekdom with your host, Ariel, aka Black Barbie 116. And Mr. Chris. Uh, so, funny story, we actually started recording yesterday. We ran into a lot of issues. So, we're actually re recording, we're redoing the show. Today. Biggest issue is that I didn't have the proper microphone set. We got about 35 minutes into it before I realized that I didn't even have the daggone thing on. And the energy was really hyped too, and he didn't have his microphone on the whole time. So today, we're happy to do this for you guys again. Um, so today we're going to talk about WandaVision. We're going to talk about um, some wrestling, and we're going to talk about um, some comic books. Um, and then we're going to talk about a fandom that we that I have not touched on since we started and it's pretty much a big one that affected my life when i was a kid so let's get into the wandavision so we got the last episode of wandavision episode nine aptly named the series finale um brief brief recap we got a fight between colored vision oh god i don't want to say colored vision colorful vision and white vision and we got Wanda versus Agatha Harkness. Agatha Harkness, I said that wrong. The kids got involved. Uh, Monica was involved. Um, we didn't very really get much of Monica. And then we found out that Evan Peters' Quicksilver was not actually the Fox Marvel Quicksilver that we thought he was. He was just some random guy that Agatha chose to put some beads on and called him Quicksilver. So, Mr. Chris, what was your thoughts on WandaVision, the last episode? Oh, man, it was, it fell very flat for me. It's like, it was a slow burn in the first place. And then you really get into it, you get invested, and then all of a sudden, this whole fight scene just fell flat. Like, the whole final episode just really fell flat. The fight between the two visions, the fight between Wanda and Agnes, it just, it seems like they would have done a lot more with it, considering the fact that you had those four in it, you had the kids in it, and you had Sword make their way in there, which they didn't do anything, and then you got Monica on top of that. It should have been a lot more than what it was. Yeah, it was, like you said yesterday, it was rushed. Um, the fight scenes were very rushed. They were very quick. They ended quickly. I would have liked to see Monica's powers a little bit more than we got to see. Um, but, I mean, I guess we'll get to see them in the Nick Fury show because the end of the show pointed to, like, there was one of the um, one of the S.W.O.R.D. agents. They came and said, hey, the boss wants to see you in the theater. Monica goes into the theater, and then the agent turns into a scroll and says, the boss wants to see you and points up to the sky in its space so we know that it's nick fury because if you watch the end of spider-man far from home you would have noticed that nick fury is actually up in space with sword um we also got well we also got wanda using the dark home which we, i hadn't seen that since agents of shield and she's studying it and so we we know that she's gonna be in dr strange is that i finally found out the name of it. it's the uh Multiverse of Madness. That's what it's called. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, so we know she's going to be in it. I think she'll be a bad guy in it. I think she's reading The Dark Home. The Dark Home was created by, by Mephisto. Um, 
So I think she's going to end up turning it. That's where we're going to get our Mephisto fix. It's probably in that. Yeah. That one. But other than that, I, I wish it was more than just nine episodes. I wish they would have stretched it out to at least 12 to give us a little bit of more meat. I just wish that they hadn't have posed so many questions to the viewers and then try to wrap it up without answering all of them. Well, also, Marvel's going to be doing a series called What If? So we may be seeing Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch again on a show. Um, so, but then another question, what happened to White Vision? He just, he just flew off, said, I am Vision, and blew off. So that goes back to, like I was saying, the White Vision was the actual vision that S.W.O.R.D. had at their headquarters. Well, the one thing that I wondered in is what was the video we was watching of Wanda busting in and taking Vision's body? Was that an illusion that she gave everybody? No, because remember what I said is that when they showed the video of Wanda breaking in, they never showed her taking the body. Oh, okay. They just showed her bust through the window. That was it. And it's like I said, when she went back into her memories, that's how it happened. So technically, you think the chief dude of S.W.O.R.D. was lying because remember when they were watching that video, it was Jim, it was Agent Jimmy Woo, Darcy, um, Monica. No, Monica wasn't there. She was inside the, uh, she was still inside the world, I believe. But it was in the age, in the uh, chief dude. Remember, they were all watching the video where she busted. They said she had broken the shield. And remember, they asked how long was this video, and they said it was like four days ago. Yeah. So, I mean, I wonder if that's something that maybe she wanted them to see or is that something that the chief planted out there because he didn't want people to know that he was making... Yeah, that's what it is. Boom, we just thought about it. He was making his own vision and he didn't want nobody else to know, so he made it seem like Wanda took Vision's body and that's because, remember, he was trying to make her out to be the bad guy and Monica kept saying it. That was the whole kind of thing for Monica being there is that he's trying to make you out to be the bad guy, don't be the bad guy. And that was kind of the, it kind of made sense of why they was tracking Vision within there. They wasn't tracking Wanda, mm-hmm. and they wasn't tracking anybody else. They was tracking Vision specifically. To make sure he didn't make it out. Because mm-hmm. remember when he made it outside, he was tearing apart, and then Darcy was like, somebody help him. And, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't really do nothing. They just stood there and watched him get torn apart. Yeah. All right. But I mean, as, as flat as it fell... The part at the end with the kids could be kind of an emotional thing because it was like, I could only imagine as a parent, even though with Wanda, they wasn't real. But I mean, as a parent, they're real to you. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I could only imagine that feeling of knowing that your kids and your husband is about to disappear. Well, in the comic book, she tore up a whole universe. I mean, she literally uttered the words, no more mutants because of her kids. Mm-hmm. And it was because, and if you haven't read any of it, go back and read it. It's a lot of them. And it it it, it covers different, from the 80s to the 2000s, basically. She had these children with vision. They come to find out they were a part of Mephisto. And basically to have her forget these memories because when she was lashing out, it was making her very powerful. Agatha Harkness and a couple of, I believe it was some of the Avengers and the X-Men, basically, and her father, Magneto, even though 
you know, they tried to say he wasn't their dad. Now he's their dad. Now he's not. I think he's their dad now again. They basically put a spell on her to make her forget all of this, forget all the children. Then one day the memories came back and she went on a rampage. She de- she destroyed the Avengers uh, mansion. She, I mean, she killed some Avengers too. I think Hawkeye died and he got brought back to life, but he died. She killed Vision. I mean, she went, Sister Girl went on a rampage and used Ultron. Like it was her controlling Ultron. Um, that's I know that's Avengers Disassembled. It's a really good read. And then House of M is where she uttered, I mean, at the start of House of M, she uttered the words, no more mutants. And almost air, almost all the mutants got taken, their powers got taken away. There was only a few who didn't, like Wolverine kept his, but there were some mutants that lost their powers. So if you haven't checked out House of M, um, if you haven't checked out Avengers Disassembled, I would say check them out. Um, I like that the MCU didn't go that route. And I also like a like you were talking about yesterday. I'm glad they didn't go the Ultimates route where they had the incest between Pietro and Wanda because that would have been weird. Um, I thought that storyline was weird, and I know the MCU bases most of their storylines off the Ultimates. Um, that's how we got the Black Nick Fury. Um, but thankfully MCU stayed away from all that. Um, I'm hoping that with White Vision he gains his color back, and then he starts his own family, and then we roll into you know, by vision, because she's like one of my favorites right now. And then her and Miss Marvel, because Miss Marvel series is supposed to be coming out this summer, that he rolls into the champions. And then Miles Morales is supposed to be getting his own series on Disney Plus as well. So I'm just hoping though that with any of these next um, series that they do, that they don't go the same route. Because like I said, it feels like that they rushed to get it done. Well, I think because thank well i'm i got high hopes it's and it starts next next friday and i'm excited i have high hopes for um the winter soldier uh, falcon and winter soldier i have high hopes for it but supposedly these are not really supposed to be stories where we're you know you're gonna get a season two these are just to wrap up the i guess you could say what the mcu is calling the avengers era of mcu it's supposed to wrap them up. So I'm thinking we're going to get another era. Like after all these get wrapped up. Because I mean we still have Loki. Loki show still has to come on too. And that's supposed to be the last one. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking once we wrap all of them up. Then we get Miss Marvel. Then we get the. Um, supposedly the Miles Morales series. Um, we're supposed to be getting. I think there's something else we're supposed to be getting too. But I think that's going to roll into. Oh um. Ironheart, Riri, Riri Williams. She's mm-hmm. getting her own show too, even though a lot of people are mad because they're like, why can't Tony Stark's daughter do it? And I'm like, because she didn't build a Iron Man machine, an Iron Man armor. But, but we're all supposed to be getting Armor Wars too. And that's supposed to be coming to Disney+. Plus. I don't think that's a movie that's supposed to be a show. Mm-hmm. So, it, supposedly Robert Downey Jr. is supposed to be coming back for Armor Wars. Yeah. And possibly they said uh, Terrence Howard mm-hmm. prizing his role as Rhodey. Hmm. I don't know about that. I like John Cheadle. I got used to him. So now we're going to talk about wrestling. Before we talk about AEW, because AEW crazy, we're going to talk about WWE first. Um, first of all, congratulations to Molly Holly. She is the first inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2021. Um, she was probably one of my favorite 
females during the Attitude Era. Like, a, and she was pretty. I mean, she was a pretty good wrestler. Like, she was very. She's she was a very good worker. Um, I remember when she had the hair match and she lost her hair, and she rocked that bald style and kept it going. And one thing I do like about her is that anytime WWE calls her back up, she's willing to get back out there. She looks like she hasn't aged since like '99. Woman still looks the same, um, and it's one of those things like she deserves it. Um, I'm hoping, I'm not trying to steal her thunder, but I'm hoping that they induct Victoria because we saw her at Royal Rumble. So I'm hoping that finally she gets inducted into the Hall of Fame because she's another one who is a great worker. I've seen her a few times when she was here in, um, when she was here in OVW when she was Queen Victoria. So, I mean, I would love to see her get inducted. So what do you think? So what are they supposed to do about the, uh, 2020 inductees uh they did bring that up i was reading about it the uh, earlier today they are going to do a um they're going to combine the two they're going to do a 2020 and a 2021 um it's going to be aired on the i want to say it's going to be the tuesday of um wrestlemania wrestlemania is getting a whole week wwe is doing a whole week of wrestling from monday to sunday Monday, you'll have Raw. Tuesday will be the Hall of Fame. Wednesday will be NXT Stand and Deliver, Night 1. Thursday will be NXT Stand and Deliver, Part 2. And then Friday is SmackDown. Saturday is WrestleMania, Part 1, or Night 1. And then Sunday is WrestleMania, Night 2. So if you got time... It's a whole week. WWE is doing a whole week of. They're doing it right. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, wrestling's a full time job. They're going to dominate in ratings. I don't think. I think with Stand and Deliver, it's going to beat out AEW. And plus, it's going to be that last night, I believe. Um, according to a couple of wrestling sites, um, NXT is moving to Tuesday nights because NBC is ceasing to exist or they're ceasing their NBC sports channel. And so hockey is normally played on Wednesday nights. So they need a place to put hockey and hockey would go on USA on Wednesdays. And then NXT would be moving to Tuesdays. And this is supposed to be following the week of WrestleMania. So NXT will now be moving to Tuesday nights. I think it's a good thing for both NXT and AEW. I don't like what Cody said in a in an interview that you know they were dominating them in the ratings and basically forcing NXT to move to another night. I don't I don't like that because I don't really believe that. But I mean that's like I said in, in the age of technology that we have now. I mean, what do ratings really mean? Because I mean anybody that's really a wrestling fan. They're going to end up watching both. That's what we do. Yeah. It's just, you know, which one are we going to watch first? You know, that's the question. It's not, are we going to watch it? Because we'll either watch AEW or NXT. Right. And then after that goes off, boom, we're watching the other one. So it's like ratings, you know, I I don't understand why. I mean, I know that that's how you get paid is through your ratings. But at the same time, if you're both doing good, you're both doing good. So, you know, I'm just like, I don't, you know, I don't understand that whole thing. 
that they got going on with that. There was no reason for Cody to even say anything like that because it's like, number one, you wasn't dominating. No. You weren't even getting a million views. You had Shaq on and you still didn't get a million. You had Sting come back and you still didn't get a million. You got close. You got 900 some thousand. And every time they say, well, every time that um, Brian Alvarez and Dave Metzer, when they, Meltzer, whatever, however you say his name, both of them are like, and there's nothing wrong with it. Both, both of them are like AEW, they're pro AEW, I'll say that. They're very AEW biased. When they put up the ratings, it's always AEW is beating NXT by, like, when, especially when it's getting close to a million, it'll be like AEW did 900,000 viewers and NXT did 600,000 viewers. But it's one of those things where y'all are just putting up the live numbers. You're not putting up the actual what happens after the streams come in. And the streams don't come in until, like, the final numbers don't come in until Tuesday. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of, like, if you see a lot of shows, they'll wait a week before they say, like, oh, we're the number one show in streaming and, you know, live action. I mean, live broadcast. I don't want to say live broadcasting, but on the day, same day air. Yeah. But because I mean, we alternate, yeah, we do. You know, sometimes we'll watch NXT first, sometimes we'll watch AEW first. It's just kind of which one seems like, well, we need to find out what's going on on her right now. Just like with this week, you did AEW, but that was because you wanted to see the whole fallout from Revolution and see where they were going to, what direction they was going to take that in. I regret my decision of picking AEW first, I probably should have picked NXT. Because we have new women's tag champs twice in one night. For first in NXT, um, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon won the titles from Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, which Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez was given the titles at the beginning of the show. So these ladies held on to, and I looked at the time, I believe they held on to the belts for one hour and I think it was an hour and five minutes. That's yeah. how long they held on to the belts. So NXT got new women t- tag titles and the women got them and lost them in the same night. How do you feel about them having their own women's tag titles? I mean, cause does, does it really seem like to you that NXT and Raw and SmackDown are kind of trying to distance themselves from each other because that's what it looks like. I to think me. so, and I think it's and honestly, I think it's because of COVID. I think if it wasn't for COVID, we wouldn't probably be getting because I mean, now don't get me wrong, Sasha and Bailey when they were the women's tag champs, they defended the belts across three shows pretty frequently. Before COVID, I mean, when the Iconics had the belts, they only defended it on what NXT like once. Mm-hmm. Um. I can't even remember if Kyrie Sane and Asuka even went over to NXT. Yeah, they did. They did? Mm-hmm. How many times? Not yeah. as many as Sasha I think it Bailey. might have just been one time. So, yeah. So, it's one of those things where Andre asked the question last week during, during our podcast on power-ups and power bombs, if there were too many builds. And I said yes. In WWE, I could, and, and I had to go back and read re-answer my question because at first I said yes without really thinking about it but when I think about it with WWE it's almost like they have to only because 
look at like all the promotions that they have. Plus, they're about to do India. They're trying to get a, a Japan promotion up and going. So they and they're trying to, like I said, they're trying to be a global federation. So I can see why they have as many belts and. NXT and right now you, has the biggest women's division. And then not only that, but then NXT's trying to get a second show. So, I mean, you know. Maybe the tag t- titles will be defended more pro- more heavily on the other show. I can see it. Well, NXT is getting another show. It's called NXT, NXT Evolved. Mm-hmm. They're just taking the Evolve promotion and slapping NXT on top of it. But. Which I mean, Evolve has some really good wrestlers over there. I mean, that's I mean, that's where the Street Profits came from. That's where uh, Matt Riddle was before he came over, you know, to NXT. So I mean, this is not a promotion that's you know something that WWE just thought of and built it from yeah. the ground up. It was already established. So I mean, what what do you think was the reason why they did that? Why they added the women's tag team champion whenever the one you had was supposed to be? defended through all three shows i think i think it goes back to COVID. to be honest i mean because you gotta think orlando from orlando to tampa it's like a two to three hour drive i mean don't get me wrong i know naya and shayna were probably doing i'm pretty sure wwe's probably was doing it but i think i don't know i i think it's i think nxc need needs it they need their own because the belt wasn't even really being defended like that on their shows anyway nope they, the tag the women's tag teams was not coming hell i seen lucha the what was it that was a house party over there more and i mean that was even when they were all working at the out of the performance center right they still wasn't really being defended on nxt right which it kind of seems like that that's the route they were going with the whole thing with adam pierce coming in was they was just trying to kind of step it up where it's like, look, they're going to keep on taking a dump on us. Forget it. We'll just make our own. Well, that was what William Regal said in his, at the beginning, he was Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm tired of, I'm tired of the higher ups making the decisions for us. So we made the decision for ourselves, Mm -hmm. which we all knew that was AKA Vince McMahon. Yeah. It was a work, but it was a good one. All right. So let's talk about AEW. Okay, AEW this past Sunday had um they had a pay per view. It was Revolution. I said it wrong yesterday, but I got it right today. Revolution. We got some good things out of Revolution, and we got some bad things out of Revolution. Um, the first thing I want to talk about the good thing we got out of Revolution was Scorpio Sky won the um, face of the Revolution. He won the Sonic Ring. Yes, he won the Sonic Ring. He didn't get the chaos emeralds though. Hey, but you know who I said was going to be the uh the the special entrant? Who? Doctor Robotnik. Oh, you did. He did say Rob. Doc- he said. As soon Dr. as I Robotnik. seen that ring, I'm like, well, we better have Robotnik come in. I saw the ring. I was like, this ring is this from Sonic? Like, that was the first thing that went to my mind. Sonic, because that's what it looked like—a Sonic ring. They should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, I was like. waiting for uh the Susumero to come out of nowhere <laughs> with the Sonic. <laughs> I <rings>. know. <laughs> well, wow. They need to be on somebody's wrestling. But uh, I was happy that he won. We'll talk about what happened on Dynamite here in a second. Um, Then we had that cinematic. It was a cinematic match, even though I thought, you know, I didn't really think that AEW was going to do cinematic matches. But Darby Allin and Sting versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. 
a lot of people love this match. It wasn't my favorite of the night. To me, the face of the revolution match was probably my favorite. Followed by the the la the finale. Um but other than that, it was an okay match. It was okay cinematically. I mean, I understand that Darby Allen is a filmmaker, and don't get me wrong, it looked good. I mean, the camera angles were okay. Some of them were a little weird, but some of it was okay. I mean, it was it was overall okay match. I with, mean, it was predictable. You knew Sting and Darby yeah. Allen were going to win. To me, with cinematic matches, I mean, they're good for what they are. It's cinematic. You know what I'm saying? There is, and that's one of the things that always tri- kind of trips me up is though, if you're talking about match of the year, you can't throw a cinematic match in there. To me, that's just my personal opinion. Because when it comes down to wrestling and when you're, you know, when you're watching it, there is no, you know, retakes. There is no, oh, well, let's stop it and try to get it from this angle. Or, oh, I don't like the way that that went down, so let's redo it again. You don't have the chance to do that whenever, you know what I'm saying, you're, they're out there performing. So I don't, you know, I personally don't like it whenever they put cinematic matches in with, you know, like the match of the year categories and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I mean, they are what they are. I feel like if anything, they should have, they should, they should have a category to their own. All right. They probably will. But I mean, it was, it was pretty good for what it was. I mean, it, like you said, it went down the way. Everybody predicted. Except, except I thought somebody was going to get thrown out that damn window. Well, Darby Allen kind of did get thrown out the window. No, he jumped out the damn window. Same difference. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It, It wasn't my favorite. So, then we got the guy that they've been hyping up for two weeks. He was Hall of Fame worthy. Christian Cage is now all elite and he is all in. He's ready to outwork everyone. I'm not going to lie. I didn't see it at being him. Um, I will say I knew it wasn't going to be Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is WWE bought and paid. He's not going anywhere else. I knew it wasn't CM Punk and people please quit making CM Punk a thing. CM Punk is gone from wrestling. He's gone. Let's not make it a thing. So he's, I mean, so let's not think, let's not, it's it's not CM Punk, you guys. And even if he comes back, he's coming back to WWE because he has unfinished business. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing about with uh, Christian, yeah, I mean, it was a surprise. I mean, I heard it a few times, but not to the extent of where you know, it, like everybody else, like you said, Brock Lesnar, they was... Well, you was like, you was like, he's still on the, the page. He was still on the... When we looked, Chris... Um, I'm sorry, Mr. Chris went through um, WWE's, like, um, active roster, the Legends roster, the Hall of Fame roster. He was still there. Yeah, he was still on the, the active roster list. So I was like, there's no way it could be Christian. Because I had checked that, actually, that Saturday. I looked at it again and was like, well, he's still on there. But lo and behold, after Revolution or after he came out, yeah, he wasn't on there no more. Same thing happened with Paul White, or no more BS, as he calls himself. Um, yeah, same thing happened. He was they said he was on her up until Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. And then when it got announced, WWE hurt because WWE that's they're good at scrubbing Quickly. the internet. Yeah. But they got people for that. That's what yeah. you get paid to do. If that's your job, that's your job. 
But I mean, I'm I'm glad to see you know Christian over there, and I, I'm you know it makes me wonder if Edge coming back and doing what he's doing is what really got the ball rolling with Christian really wanting to wrestle again. Well, remember we watched that. Remember we watched the twenty four, and it was about Royal Rumble, and Christian was talking about you know with Edge being cleared to wrestle it gave him that itch to want to come back as well. And he was cleared. Um, according to some various sources I had looked at, he had been cleared for about two years now. Hmm. But it's all about with WB, it's all about, you know, how to use him. Um, same Paul White gave an interview a couple days ago where he was talking about, you know, they didn't have a place for him. Yeah. And the thing about Vince, and, and he said it best, He's like, if you're not, Vince puts on blinders and if you're not in the, if you're not within his vision, he's not going to use you. So if he's got the blinders on and he's focused on a Bobby Lashley or he's focused on a Matt Riddle and you're the big show and you're over here off to this side or you're Christian and you're not in front of him, he's not going to focus on you. But that's, that's business one-on-one too. But it's, you know, it's like I said, it's funny at the same time is that when it comes to the big show, Paul White no more BS that when he was, you know, when they would bring him out to wrestle, everybody would sit there and be like, Oh, well, you know, he needs to go ahead and retire. He needs to go ahead and stop wrestling, you know, and all this. But as soon as he goes over to AW, then it's like, Oh, well, WWE doesn't know how to treat their legends. They don't know how to treat their, you know, their hall of famers and whoop woo and all that. In the great words of Daniel Bryan, the fans yes. are fickle. No, not yes. Fickle. Uh, fickle. Fickle. Because we are. I ain't gonna lie. I'm the same way because sometimes I'm like that too. I'm fickle. I don't know what I want. But I'm I mean, that, to admit it. But I mean, that whole argument of, you know what I'm saying, people trying to say WWE doesn't know how to treat their legends, you know, to me is just kind of bogus because it's like, as a fan, you're, you're trying to put people in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Because if you push the legends, if you put them out there, then you're like, oh, well, y'all are just trying to bury the new talent. Right. And then if they leave, then it's like, oh, well, they don't know how to treat them. That's why they left. It's like, well, how do you want them to go about doing it? You know what I'm saying? It's well, like it, the, the product is what it is. And I mean, you can have issues with what's being put out. Mm -hmm. But... To me, not to the extent to where you can sit there and be like, oh, well, they was just treating them wrong because there's plenty of other superstars that came and went through a company who was treated wrong. Yes. Bobby Lashley's first run. Sorry. Barbie, Bobby Lashley's first run was horrible. The yeah. only champion they made him was the ECW champion, Ezekiel Jackson. Ezekiel Jackson. And, um, and I mean, I hate to name off most of the black wrestlers because, I mean, most of them were treated wrong. Um, Ezekiel Jackson, I mean, he became the ECW champion on the very last episode of ECW. Mm -hmm. And then it became NXT. And then we didn't see him again. But I mean, look how they've done, you know, even some of the more recent talents. I mean, look at Finn Balor. They brought him in. The man became the first universal champion, got hurt, and then was dropped. He was below mid-card. 
Because I don't think he ever held another belt after that, period. No, not until he went back to NXT. And he never got a rematch or never got a chance to get his belt back, even though he didn't lose it. Yeah. Well, in his saying? case, he wanted. He said he wanted to go back to NXT because he liked the... With NXT, he, he liked it better than he liked. And I think with NXT, because they don't travel, um, it's at one place. Uh, it's just like with... Uh, Champa and Gargano, they said that they don't want to go up because they don't want to travel. I mean, Tommaso Ciampa is our, I mean, he said that he'll quit. And I mean, what about Aleister Black? I yeah. mean, honestly, with Aleister Black, they, the only thing they have done with him since he came up to the main roster is put him in that feud with Buddy Murphy, which was great. That feud was great. Yeah. They kind of played it out, but I mean, for what it was, because they're both great competitors. And then they put him in the whole thing with, you know, going against Seth Rollins. And then and he was gone for a yeah. minute and then came back and then had the, you know, the, the short beef with Kevin Owens. And he's been gone ever since then. Right. And it's crazy that, and, and you know, from what I heard was that with the, um, with the 2020 Royal Rumble, they was either going to try to, it was either going to be Drew McIntyre. Or Aleister Black. To win? That was the two that they was kind of debating on who was going to win the 2020 Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Which, they, you know, as everybody knows, they went with Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. But Aleister Black was up there too. So it's like, how do you go from where well, we're going to put you, we're thinking about putting you over to win the Royal Rumble, but you don't win it. So we're just going to just not do anything with you and that's another dude that's really freaking talented and really should get a lot more of a push than what he did now what he's doing now and what his status is i don't know nobody knows his wife it's the reason i mean honestly i think with zelena vega it's it was earthia i think in her case i think what she did affected him i hate to say it because you know, a lot of people were saying it about Lana and Miro. Miro leaving. Look at what Lana. Lana went through what nine weeks of going through a table. But I mean, look at her now. Honestly, though, Lana's skills as a wrestler have gotten better. I think in in Thea and Alistair Black's case, I think what it is, she rubbed WWE the wrong way. They fired her. I mean, because for lack, they didn't. They let her go. They fired her. And then it's like he hasn't been on TV since October. We haven't seen this man since october that's why i was hoping like i was hoping he would have been the special um person that AEW. not I, I would have hoped that wb would have quietly let him go yeah. because honestly if you if they quietly let him go things won't seem as you know everybody will be understandable true so i think it's one of those things where if we just quietly if you know if y'all just let him go then there's no more drama Cause I feel like with Zelina Vega, y'all or Thea, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't want to, cause I mean, I don't want to keep calling her that because that's not her name. I feel like she wasn't in the wrong. I mean, I don't, I've talked about it on power ups and power bombs. I don't like the way Vince McMahon monopolizes these wrestlers like that. I don't like that at all. I mean, I feel like, you know, if that's their side hustle to make money, let them do it. I mean, they're already breaking their bodies for you anyway. Yeah. And I mean, I, th- I she's not wrong. I believe in unionization for wrestlers too, mm-hmm. because I've seen, I mean, I've seen these articles and I mean, watching the dark side of the ring 
And, you know, these wrestlers, they need protection. Yeah. But back to the original topic. Big ups for, you know, to Christian going to AEW. I hope he gets to do what he wants to do. I hope he, you know, I wish him all the best with it. Get your coins, man. I'm I'm excited to see him over there. Because, I mean, him facing off at the end of Dynamite. Well, we'll talk about Dynamite after. Let's talk about the... <laughs> Let's talk about the exploding barbed wire death match. Boom. Okay, so this match delivered, except for the finale. Again, I've seen better finales at our house. Juneteenth, we lit it up over here. Like yeah. we could have did better than what AEW did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had about four or five finales, and I mean, we it sounded it like bombs. Yeah, we blew it up. Juneteenth. And I almost blew myself up. So True. So, hey, if you guys want to come celebrate Juneteenth with us this year, we might light it up again. Because that's what we do. We don't celebrate 4th of July no more. We celebrate Juneteenth. And we're going to light it up. And we're going to do better. Not no exploding barbed wire, though. But we might something might explode. Who knows? So, the finale. I'm Because I'm, the match was... The match was crazy. It was bloody. It was gory. I mean, big ups to Omega and Moxley for, you know, putting on a great show. The finale was terrible. The ring didn't blow up like it was supposed to. The sad thing is Eddie Kingston came out and tried to sell it, and he did sell it. If the ring would have did something like implode or collapse, I would have gave you that because, you know, if a ring, a wrestling ring collapsed, people can't really do, can't really get hurt. Yeah. And if you, you know, my, the, wrong way. The, the whole thing about the finale to me, it wasn't even the fact that there wasn't a big explosion. Because mm-hmm. honestly, you know, I wasn't really expecting a big explosion no. anyways. Because I mean, when you, when you look around the arena, you had people that was too close to the ring for it to be any type of big explosion. They're not going to put anybody in harm's way. But, you know, the thing about it is, it was the whole thing with Eddie Kingston. That is, you know, to me, that is what bothers me the most about that whole situation. Eddie Kingston was still selling it after the pay-per-view went off. Like after we, you know, like us as viewers didn't see it, Eddie Kingston was still selling it in the background. Moxley had to get on the microphone to talk about how bad this was. And to me, Moxley saying it, yeah, was, you know, funny, ha-ha, you know, Moxley's talking, you know, mess about Omega and his, you know, his non-exploding building ability, but at the same time, you, you know, to me, that, that made Eddie look even worse, because you're over here saying, oh, that was weak, we, you know, these sparklers or whatever, and Eddie Kingston's still over there looking like he's dead. He had like eight people working on him. There was eight people in the ring working on this man. And I mean, that's like I said, it's, you know, with the time it took for, you know, anybody to come to the ring, there should have been some type of communication or something to where they was like, look, go out there and tell him, you know what I'm saying, that, you know what I'm saying, we're going to switch this up or whatever, instead of just keep on having him play it off like it according to jobber tears earlier today i was listening to him it was a it was four minutes plenty of time four minutes plenty of time to come up with something one guy in the comments said four minutes and 27 seconds plenty of time to come up with something and you know and that's the that's you know and honestly and that also shows the 
you know what I'm saying, the lack of experience when it comes to AEW. So, I mean, because, you know, if that was, you know, I hate to say it, but if that was WWE, Vince would have been on it. There wouldn't have, you know what I'm saying? There, there wouldn't have been no four-minute laps, period. Vince would have came out and broke his quads again. Yeah, Vince would have took care of it himself. He would have came out and been like, oh, what the hell is that? He would have came out tough, broke his quads again, and we'll never, we won't see Vince McMahon on TV Either that or, you know, they, somebody would have communicated with somebody to where they somebody would have went in and been like, look, dude, we're going to take this in a different direction because, you know, this this ain't how we planned it. Which, I mean, that's, you know, it happens. Oh, yeah, because it you was know, live TV. Happen. So, you know what I'm saying? You, you can't control everything. Because, I mean, even with WWE, is, you know, as good as they are and as experienced as they are, they still have mess-ups, too. True. They still have pyro, you know, it don't go off at the right time or, you know. Yeah, it was something I was listening to earlier on Jobber Tears today that they were talking about, you know, with WWE messing up, like, when they did the picture in picture the first time during the pandemic that I remember Alexa Bliss and them quit wrestling because they had went to commercial and they forgot that they were doing a picture in picture. I forgot about that, that the girls, they stopped wrestling until like somebody, I guess, told the referee in his ear, like, Hey, we're still on y'all are still being seen on TV. (laughs) But I mean, that's a minor mess up. But according to articles, I've been checking out the whole week throughout the whole week. I've been investigating this whole thing. Um, it was it was a dud. It wasn't. Oh, I hit the microphone. It wasn't supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, um, Tony Khan was upset. Um, Kenny Omega was upset. Moxley was upset. Um, Eddie Kingston was upset. But I will say this: on Dynamite, they did salvage it. They all three of the men. Yeah, they, they really did. They they did salvage it. But I'm just talking about. For what it what you know, and this is kind of like well, for future reference, AEW, y'all need to be on top of that. But also, if don't, something happens, y'all need to be able to be quick on the draw to be able to come in. Because to me, Kenny Omega it. is too damn talented to where he could have came out and, like you said, it could have been like a Joker moment where it's like, bang, I got you. You know what I'm saying? That should have been what happened, or you know, it should have been like, ha ha, I made. Not wait till Wednesday to literally say I made y'all look like a bunch of bitches. I mean, and literally Eddie Kingston was dry humping because that's what he said. Eddie Kingston was dry humping Moxley. Hey, it was funny though because when he told uh, Callis to get on top of him, he's like, hey, somebody's 69 me. And I was like, people went off about that, but you got to understand Kenny Omega's bisexual. So it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, that's like I said, that it wasn't the actual that you know that the explosion didn't happen like they you know kept on trying to say it was going to that's not what bothered me it bothered me that y'all made eddie kingston look like a damn fool in the middle of that ring and nobody thought to be like go tell him that this is what we're going to do let's switch this up and go tell him this is what we're going to do instead of because i mean what moxley did he did that on his own yeah because he was pissed yeah, so Moxley did that on his own, but that's like I said, at the same time, it's like Moxley done got thrown in the barbed wire, blown the hell up, got beat by the Good Brothers, beat by uh, Kenny Omega. Handcuffed with those handcuffed, handcuffs. And he was the one that got up and said something, and not Eddie Kingston that just came out and laid on the dude in the middle of some sparklers. 
Eddie Kingston was still being worked on by eight people. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. It's like that whole, you know, all that that happened, it just made Eddie Kingston look bad. Now, it's like you said, they did, you know, they did manage to salvage it on Dynamite. But, I mean, between Sunday night and Wednesday night, you know, it was a lot of... Well, all three of them were silent. Like, I mean, nobody really said anything. Like, nobody was on social media. Nobody had a heavy social media presence. Like, to me, I felt like Kenny Omega should have... They should have... Because it's almost like people are putting, putting it on Moxley and and kingston about what happened and it's no, like and that, that wasn't on them and it and wasn't you, on kenny omega either but no. as the heel you know and if you want to switch that, direction he should have been the one that they all that has to go back to production that all has to go back because honestly this all goes back to tony khan at the end of the day this all goes back to him because the thing about it is is that you have to be involved with it because I mean it's like hate Vince as much as you want to, but something like that would never happen. Oh no, Vince! Yeah, Vince. Like I came, said, yeah. he would either come out himself, he would send somebody out there, he would send word to you know one of the announcers who would tell the referee, be like, go up there and tell him to do this. There would be some type of communication. Or Vince would make to, us look stupid. Vince was like, "Did you really think I was gonna blow us up?" You know, Vince would come out and it's like I said, in some way, shape, or fashion there would have been a solution to that problem. And with what they did, there was no solution. It just kind of let it, you know, it's like, man, we're just going to let it go. But then turn around and want to try to scrub it from the internet. Yeah. It's like. Well, all Tony Khan did was when he did his post interview, like after the pay-per-view, he tried to lay it like, oh, well, Kenny Omega did put this together with cartoons. But it's like, dude, that would have been the time instead of, you know, kayfabing this whole issue. Just been like, hey, the, you know, we rigged it up. Pyro didn't go off like we wanted to. You know, we'll do better next time. Yeah. But he didn't. But like I said, the three men salvaged in Don Cal. I'm going to put Don Callis in there too. They all salvaged it on Wednesday. I was kind of happy how it went. Now, what surprised me about AEW, even though I would have preferred to watch NXT because and NXT hold, was... Hold on a second, though. Remember, I told you that that was probably the angle that they was going to go with with Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. That it was in the, you know, in the in the moment, all the adrenaline, everything mm-hmm. that was going on, he just blacked out. And that's exactly what they did. And that's, that's funny that I called it, that that was where they was going to take it, and it's exactly where they went with but it. But it... Okay, let's just be all the way honest about Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston is kind of like you, in a way. Y'all have that roughneck exterior. It's like you're very streetwise. You're very street, you know what I'm saying? You're very street smart. I don't I don't like saying street smart, but it's like you're very street eccentric. It's You know street essentials, you know? Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like, it's kind of like you kind of predicted it because that's something that you would have done, too. Like, if that was you in real life, and that was to happen, you would have did the same thing, because, like, that's what I said about Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston looks like he's, like, straight hood. Like, dude, don't play no games. He looks like he'll fight you. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think that way about Taz, too. Like, I look at him and Taz, and it's like, you can tell that they had a hard life. You know what I'm saying? You can tell they grew up rough. Yeah. Like, they grew up fighting. And that they grew up in the hood. You could tell. But yeah, I was just I was just saying it's kind of funny to me that I had actually thought about that before, you know, and that's the road they took. 
which seemed like the most logical yeah. thing to do to try to well and plus it saves eddie kingston's i mean he talked about going to rikers i mean uh, he, I mean, he kind of, like I said, him and Moxley saved this shit. And so now we're getting them as a tag team. And then plus the way, I mean, he came out, you know, when they was all in the ring. I mean, you had the man come out to Callis, uh, Omega, and the Good Brothers all in the ring. Didn't give no fucks. Well, remember, Excuse cause, my language, but he gave no fucks. Uh, and when Omega said, hit me. Because he said, you look like you want to hit me. He's like, he, you know, he's like, he's looking like he wants to hit me. If you're gonna hit me, hit me. And he's like, so but, that whole. I mean, thing the men from, also came out in his Tims, and like, yeah. I, I think I've heard with New Yorkers when they come out in Tims, they're ready to fight. But I mean, from 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 the promo that Moxley and and Kingston did to the whole segment with Omega and them, they did a good job at salvaging that. A very good job, I think they did. Now I will say that those two, that those that segment. In this last segment that we're going to talk about that happened on Dynamite was the reason why I actually, I at first I regretted my decision, but I'm like, after watching it, I was like, damn, I don't regret my decision. Although with NXT, we saw that Karrion Cross is going after Finn Balor. I seen that. And then you seen that coming. Yeah. I mean, he already beat up, what was his name? Santos Escobar. Yeah. I'm going to call that man Pablo Escobar. But yeah, he beat up Santos Escobar. So we know he's coming after Finn Balor. It was only a matter of time. <laughs> TikTok, see? Oh, okay. What you got? Devlin coming back. He's coming back for that belt. They're going to unify the titles. There's no titles to unify. He has the... Uh, he. There's two titles. He has one, too. He... He doesn't have a title. He has the Cruiserweight title. No. Who? Devlin. Devlin doesn't have the title. The thing about it is, is that he basically had to drop the title because of the the COVID restrictions on. Oh traveling. no, they said on uh, they're unifying the titles this week. I mean next week, it's gonna be a title unification. It's basically Escobar was. They're going to do an undisputed champion type of thing. That's what they say. You know WWE, they make up their own rules. Yeah, it's gonna be an undisputed champion at this point because technically Devlin never really gave up the title they gave it to Escobar I don't know WWE you know how they are they make up their own rules and apparently it's gonna be a title unification match and I'm like when is when was the last time WWE has ever done that they don't do that I'm, but I'm no to, I'm Devlin gonna... had been over in, in uh UK def- uh, he's been putting that title up since UK came back NXT UK he's been defending the title over there but okay, so what we're what we're looking at, it's not a unification. No, they're just it's it's basically he yes. had the belt, couldn't come back, mm-hmm. so he was like, "I'm still going to defend it over here." So they're like, "Well, we got to do something in the U.S." Mm-hmm. So then, Escobar well, remember gets NXT it. UK was shut down. They started back up again in September. Yeah, but so I mean, I'm just saying Escobar so has had the belt. So it's in not that time. it's not necessarily a unification no, match. It's, it's more, more of a, a undisputed. You champion. had the belt. You never lost it. It's still yours. Because like I said, even if you go on a WWE website and look up the champions, it shows both of them. It shows Devlin's and, and it Devlin shows And Devlin has been Escobar. defending the title over there in NXT UK since Okay, so this, this it's not a unification. Okay, I'm sorry. It's just a, I used it's the just basically word. to see who's better, you know what I'm They're saying? They're both who's, co-champions. Who's going to be the, undisputed the number champion. one champion? Yeah. yeah. So it's not two separate championships it's just one but they both have a which claim to i don't it. think they're gonna do it on when i really don't think they're gonna do it on wednesday i think they should save it for stand and deliver i think they probably will 
I think they will. I think they should say, save it for then. But yeah, Devlin's going to be back because his mm. travel restrictions are up. But he had been, that's, that's what I've been to tell you. He's been defending the title over there in, in NXT UK. Mm-hmm. So um, that should be a good one. Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, we know Adam Cohen, um, Kyle O'Reilly are going to go at it at standard delivery. You already know. It's, it, you can see that happening. Okay, so finally, on AEW, the last thing that I'd never seen coming. I, I mean, we knew MJF was going to turn. We just didn't know it was going to turn into this. MJF did two turns. Like, he did two double crosses in one night. He was going to double cross the, uh, okay, so the inner circle, we already knew that MJF was coming for that role. We knew he was coming for Jericho's spot. And you can see it in his eyes because, I mean, he kept trying to get Sammy Guevara out. Sammy finally left. He kept trying to get, I mean, he was almost picking with Santana and Ortiz, but then he stopped. I think they kind of gave up on that Mm storyline. So finally, Sammy Guevara comes back. We ain't seen him in a couple weeks. He comes back and says, Jericho, you need to watch this. Jericho's like, I don't like you. I thought I said I didn't want to hear your, see your face or hear your name. He's like, no, you need to watch this. So then we watch a video of, uh, Jake Hager and uh, Santana Ortiz talking to M- um, MJF and he's talking about we're ready to do this and you know we're going to kick literally we're just going to kick Jericho out so then they're all standing there and Jericho has the bat in his hand and you know MJF is you know basically like hey <laughs> you're old we was going to kick you out we needed new leadership we needed fresh blood so as they're about to beat him up because they wasn't giving him an ass whooping, he turns around and said that, you know, I was building my own team while I was busy trying to break y'all up or busy trying to take over y'all's. And then you turn around and it is... LTR, Tully Blanchard, and the chairman, Sean Spears. Yes, I did not see that coming whatsoever. And they beat the holy crap out of the inner circle. Holy crap, out of the inner circle. I guess it was probably the best AEW ending I've seen in a very long time. It was, you know, it, it was shocking for me for more than one reason. Because for one thing, you didn't see the double-double cross. No. But it tripped me out even more that who it was. Because FTR, you know, they have this, you know, them with, with Tully, they have this whole it's us against everybody else kind of attitude. So right. to see them faction up it's kind of like huh you know is that don't really seem in y'all's character like how the hell did mjf manage to pull that off to get y'all to side with him i don't know now sean spurs i understand because he's a totally dude too mm-hmm. but with mjf it's like so you're the leader of this new faction with wardlow yeah can't forget about wardlow sorry forgot about wardlow but you're the leader of this faction with two dudes that has this me against every, you know, us against everybody else attitude, mm-hmm. but they're going to follow your orders. Right. I don't see this lasting very long. I don't either. MJF's going to implode it himself because I mean, I felt like he was imploding the inner circle and I, and I know everyone says what they want to about Sammy Guevara, but I like him. I think yeah. he's a great wrestler. I like the little sexy Spanish guy. I like him. So I prefer, I mean, I, I, I liked him better with the inner circle. I didn't, I'm glad he didn't 
you know, go over to Impact to do the whole storyline with Decay. I'm glad he didn't. So, I mean, I'm so intrigued to see what happens next. Only because MJF, that man, he he's a heel 24-7. Mm-hmm. And I love it. So, now we're going to switch gears from wrestling. Because if you want to hear more about wrestling and more in-depth wrestling talk, Make sure you tune in to Power Ups and Power Bombs. We normally, we we record on Fridays and normally our, our um, recordings, our podcast goes up between um, Friday night, Saturday morning. So if you want to hear more wrestling talk where we go a little bit more in depth and we talk about a little bit more stuff. So just make sure you tune in. So now we're going to talk about comic books. I have now renewed my subscription to Marvel Unlimited. Um, because they offered me a deal of getting 50% off and I love a good deal. So I was like, instead of paying $9.99 a month, they let me renew again for five for five twenty nine. I was like, okay, cool. I'll take that. So I've been trying to read X uh Sword of X. Um, it's the X-Men series where um everybody gets a sword and they're about to battle these peoples. So I'm not into it just yet. So far it's good. It's kind of the I'm three episodes I'm three issues in. Episodes, I'm sorry. Three issues in and it's kind of slow um so far, but I'm trying to get through it. Another one I read when I got my subscription back was I read uh your Marvel Superheroes at home. It's more for kids. Um, there's not very much words, but it was telling the story of like Captain America being at home. He's sitting there eating spaghetti out of his shield. Um, Hulk was at his house and all the essential workers were getting signs put in their yard saying, thank you for being an essential worker. And he claps real loud and, and breaks up the street. Everybody gets mad at him. Um, the funniest one to me was Black Panther because the, the Dora Milaje walk up to him and say he needed to wear a mask. And then he's like, I got one on. And then they said he needed to practice six, uh, six feet distancing. And he was like, he just basically jumped to get some food. And then they did, I forgot what they did at the end, but I mean, it was pretty cool. And then Captain Marvel, she was trying to do a virtual fight with two other enemies. And then they were like, are you, are you using a background, like a zoom background? And she was like, no, but she really was. So, I mean, if you want to check that out, it's, pretty funny and it's more geared for children but i actually enjoyed it as an adult so um i haven't really thought to read anything else um i'm trying to wait for dc to come out with something really good like dc doesn't have anything out good just yet that i want to check out so now let's see i want to move on to a fandom that i know that mr chris probably liked when he was a kid as well and we didn't talk about it and he should know because I was on a kick of watching Super Sentai for like six months during this whole pandemic. I would literally put it on uh, Tokushatsu, which is on um, Pluto TV, and watch all the old Tokusatsu shows. But Power Rangers was one of the biggest things growing up. I remember when Power Rangers hit, I was like nine years old. And when it hit, I tell you, it was a title wave. Like everything, I had to have everything Power Rangers. Bed sheets, covers, toys. I remember the show was so, I love the show so much. Like I was obsessed with it. I had to watch it every day. 
so and then I started watching the other Power Rangers series too that subsequently came after Mighty Morphin like Mighty Morphin still is my favorite it doesn't hold up well because I mean I guess because it's the 90s and it was super corny but I mean I still get a chuckle out of watching it every now and then so did you enjoy Power Rangers as a kid I love Power Rangers I didn't know too many people that didn't really like Power Rangers. Girls. Even Most the, girls No, didn't. because even the girls that would try to be like, I don't know, they liked it too. They just didn't want to tell nobody. Well, Power Rangers offered something for everybody. You had two girls. You had a black kid. I mean, you had an Asian kid. You had, I mean, I don't really know what Jason was. But when Tommy came along, Tommy was Native American. I yeah. guess Jason kind of would have been the jock. I guess so. But he was more of the martial artist, though. But that's what I'm saying. He was more the... Because they were... They all did martial arts. Not in real life. Not in real life. But, I mean, I'm Austin just saying Saint, as far Austin as Austin St. John really did. Yeah, I mean, but as far as the character goes, I think Jason, he was more like the jock, the, you yeah. know. Because you had the nerd, you had, you know, you had the black guy, you had the Asian chick, you had the, the ditzy white chick, and then you had the jock. What would Tommy be? Tommy was the bad boy. Yeah, Tommy was the bad boy. Tommy was the bad boy. Hey, for a whole week straight, that man, he messed up my life. Like, I, I mean, he literally handed the Power Rangers L's for a whole freaking week. Man. If y'all haven't watched it, go back and watch it. The Green Ranger series, man. Like, and he was threatening them at school, too. That's bullying. Like, how did they get away? Like, I went back and watched the episode. He's bullying them at school. And it's like, y'all ain't gonna do nothing. And, and I have questions about Power Rangers. And this is, so this is the fan of me. Like, number one, when they're teleporting out, does anybody ever wonder, like, where? Okay, it's sixth period. Where's Jason? Why is he not in sixth period? Like, I always wondered that as a kid, like, does people not know that they are like teleporting out of here, like, and they're not completing classes? And then the next thing you see them at Ernie's Juice Bar, you're like, oh, where was y'all at? Y'all missed like fourth through seventh period. Yeah, I mean, there's no parents getting any calls. You know, there's there's none of that. I know I missed. I cut class one time, one time, and my parents got called because I missed one period and I was still at the school. I wasn't even cutting class. I just wasn't in the class I was supposed to be in. And, and they still got called that day. And these kids is just teleporting to go fight crime or fight Rita Repulsa and the Putty Patrol. I never understood that. So I got to ask, who's your favorite Power Ranger and why? Mm. Now keep in mind, we are old school. So, I'm pretty sure we didn't really watch any, other, like I watched, you know, RPM, I watched SPD, you know, I watched some of the other ones, but I didn't get invested in them. And I'll tell you why after you tell me your favorite. I didn't, I pretty much quit watching after they went into space. Like after Zordon got kidnapped and they went to space, that was pretty much when I stopped watching. So you watched Zeo and you watched Turbo. Yes. But I want to say probably out of everybody, um... I would say the Gold Ranger, but hmm. my favorite, you know, to put them all together is when they were the ninjas. Oh, so. That whole series was my favorite. Like, there wasn't, you know, if I had to choose one Ranger, it would be the Gold Ranger. But when they was the, when they was the ninjas, that was my favorite. 
did you watch the, you liked the movie too didn't you the first yeah. movie yeah mm-hmm. that's when they got their little ninja powers mm-hmm. then when they then they redid the movie through the show and remember that's when they got the little ninja dude i forgot yeah. his name what a ninja yeah i was gonna say ninjago but that's neither here nor there but yeah but remember because they re kind of redid the movie and tried to retell how they got their mm-hmm. ninja powers i did like the little ninja costumes but yeah I just I think with me it was just kind of like I like the progression. Yeah. How you started is you know you're just you they're over there fighting it's like oh we got to take it up to the next level ninja powers so now they're ninjas out there fighting oh shit they done sent out this big ass monster we got to take it to the next level it's morphing time. Yeah. So I think it just added a whole different dynamic that they was going through progressions of what they needed at the time and then plus the ninja outfits was just cool anyways I mean ninjas. Well, Come on, ninjas. No offense, so, but Tommy's costume was problematic. But ninjas. It looked like, it just looked like something without the sharpness of the hat. I was just saying, it was a little problematic. I mean, it was just a little, just a little. Well, all right, my favorite ranger. Okay, so, it's a, it's a, it's a two-parter, I guess. Number one, my favorite ranger probably was Trini, because I liked the yellow, uh, any, basically anybody who was in the Yellow Ranger. Like, I liked Aisha. I, no, I take it back. I didn't like Tanya. I didn't like Tanya at all. And I don't know. I just, there was something about her I just didn't like. I follow her on Facebook. I think she's an excellent actress. I just didn't like her as, I just didn't, I don't know. It's just something about her Yellow Ranger I just didn't really care for. But Trini was like my, as a kid, Trini was my favorite. Because, I mean, she was smart and like she wasn't like kimberly because kimberly was always like jason help and then when tommy came tommy help and i'm like girl kick them off yourself trini was not like it trini fought them herself she didn't need a jason she didn't need a tommy now as a girl jason was my favorite like i know and it's a there's a there was a like a battle on one of the nostalgia 90s groups that i'm in like who was the who's your favorite tommy or jason like for women it was for the girls like and anybody else and everybody chose tommy like don't get me wrong tommy was the bad guy but it was jason for me i don't know jason because he was i don't know but even then like austin st john still looks good for his age and like him and uh Jason, David, Frank, they don't get along. Mm. They don't like each other in real life. I don't know what happened, and I keep trying to get the story of why they don't like each other, but they don't appear at the same Ranger cons together. Now, Austin St. John, he won't talk about it, but Jason, David, Frank, I think he will one day, and I'm I'm here for it. Like, one of y'all needs to write a book. I'm a fan of both of y'all. Write a book. Now, I know Jason, David, Frank was trying... Uh, I'm gonna start calling him JDF because that's so hard. Just JDF was doing MMA for a little bit. He fought here in Louisville. He won too. So, ooh, him versus CM Punk. I wouldn't mind seeing that. He did a face palm, by the way. Why? I don't want to see that. Why? What's gonna happen? Because number one, I don't want to see CM Punk do any more MMA matches. I haven't watched one. And number two, I just don't want to see that. You don't like JDF? I don't. I just don't want to see it. You think CM Punk's gonna get beat up? I think they'll probably beat themselves up. 
JDF can still go. Yeah, I don't give no, I don't give two Fs. Now, I will say this. I want to see him and Austin St. John go at it, too. Yeah. That would be, they're both the same age. They're both in their late 40s. They both do martial arts. Yeah. So, I mean, it might be, a, I want to see a martial arts fight. Like, I don't want to see an MMA fight. I'd like to see a martial arts fight between them two. Now, him and CM Punk. I want to see an MMA fight. Now, I will say this. Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar MMA. Yeah. I want to see that, too. I'll see that. MMA or wrestling. Either one. They should do it all. Just give it. Give us something. You know, one or the other. Just make it happen. Somebody. Make it happen. I think they should do it all. Like, but that was my talk about Power Rangers. I'm going to talk about Power Rangers again next week because I want to go over um, the knockoff Power Rangers shows that I ended up catching later on in life, except for Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad because I love the heck out of that show. As corny as it was in such a ripoff of Power Rangers, I actually love that show. So I want to talk about that next week. It was very short-lived. But then again, the what was they called the Beverly Hill whatever's from that was terrible I I sat through that I don't even remember that I don't either I don't remember that growing up either but they said it came on USA I didn't have cable so I didn't either it was on that USA Cartoon Express Hmm. oh late night watching I've been watching Ultra Force Ultra Force was another cartoon that I didn't remember as a kid my dad used to rent the tapes from um, the video store but that was another cartoon that came on US, the USA Cartoon Express. Yeah. That came on with like the Mortal Kombat, the Street Fighter. That's because we was, you know, we were 90s kids, but we was 90s kids with parents on a budget. So we didn't get cable. We had PBS. We had Wishbone and Arthur. We had Lamb Chat. Puzzle Place. Puzzle Place is my shit. Ghost Rider. God. I, someone needs to put that on DVD. Gabby number one or Gabby number two? I liked Gabby number one. I didn't care either way. Gabby number two was annoying. She could sing, though. That was about it. Ooh, somebody needs to put that. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? I wanted to go on that show. I used to get so mad at kids. Like, y'all don't know geography? Patty Larson was my favorite criminal because I always like saying her name. Because that was the only one I knew that was a play on Patty Larceny. Hmm. Um, see, yeah. Now now we're showing our age. But yes, we were the kids that grew up with no cable, so we had PBS and Fox Kids and later on WB Kids. Kids WB. So, before we sign off for the day on our late podcast, because this is late for us, remember that at 8 o'clock? Ooh. Is there anybody that you want to shout out? Um, same people I always shout out the kids, the dog, um, you know, anybody that supports us, anybody who is listening to the podcast. I mean, we're only three in, but I think we've been, you know, we, we've had some good support from, you know, a lot of different people and, um, you know, just anybody that, you know, that, that's, that's giving us a chance, that's listening to us, that's interacting with us. I appreciate y'all, and I really mean it. 
Yeah, shout out to the dog. The dog's over asleep. We have another dog too, but he's downstairs. He's getting old. All right, so. All right, so I write my shout outs down because I'm old and I just and I don't I don't want to forget anybody. So I want to shout out to um what's your digits podcast. Um, they had a podcast that was recently. Um, that they recently did a couple weeks ago it's really good so please 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 support and check them out because it was a really good um episode they talk about relationships they also talk about um what's your uh, love language i actually took it chris hasn't taken it because i haven't showed it to him yet but my love language was act of service i know mine too mine is affirmation oh for real yes yeah i didn't know that Mm-hmm. Mine's just acts of, acts of service. So yeah. it's like, oh. Mine's affirmation. Oh, cool. See? I, I took my love language and now I know use his affirmation. So then I want to shout out to Corey at the Ville, at the Ville Wrestling. Um, check them out on Facebook. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, shout out to the Jobber Tears podcast because I love listening to them every week. Again, if you want a New York style of uh, wrestling review, please check them out because good people. Um, they're really good hearted people. Shout out to talks, uh, talk of champions. Um, they're about to come on in a little bit, so I'm about to check them out. Um, they also like shout me out on their, um, podcast every week. Um, and it just makes me feel, you know, it just makes you feel good when someone like acknowledges you when you're listening to them. Shout out to NAL nation of African-American wrestling. That place is the best place to hang out. Like I've met some cool people through there um we they talk smack about wrestling aew wwe don't matter i mean and everybody has a difference of opinions it's cool just go there to hang out um get some pick up some funny memes i think i stole like three of them and then shout out to variant comics because again i've been listening i that's all i do is watch youtube videos and reviews of comic books um shout out to hardy pod hardy's wrestling podcast um, she's a great person. Check out her episode from last week. She interviewed Holla. She interviewed um uh, Teddy Long. It was a really good interview. Teddy Long talked about his whole life. Um, he's from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, she's from Birmingham too, so please check her out. It was a really good interview. I learned a lot about Teddy Long. I mean, I learned about how he started in the business. Probably one of I mean it's I mean, it's crazy because it's that it's somebody that I really loved in wrestling. Like I really loved him. He also has the SWE wrestling down there in Texas. So I'm gonna start watching that because I mean, Charlie Haas is the champion over there. Because hmm. I think we watched the one episode and he wasn't he wasn't champion, but he's champion now. So hmm. we have to check that out. And then shout out to Ringside Society. They had me on on Tuesday night. They interviewed me. Um, I'm very thankful to be interviewed. Uh, it was an awesome podcast. I've been listening to them too. Um, great guys, Remy and Rob Bass. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Um, and I can't wait to do it again. And then lastly, shout out to my my brothers over there at Power Ups and Power Bombs, Drizzy and Bernard. You guys are awesome. Um, we, we, we do it again tomorrow. I'll be back on this microphone. Well, not this microphone, but I'll be back on it tomorrow talking about more wrestling. Because again, I can talk about wrestling every day, all day, because it's, like it's like a full-time job for me. What about you, Mr. Chris? What? What about you? What about me? Can you talk about wrestling every day? Yeah. Yeah. 
See, you need to get, he needs to be interviewed on other shows. He doesn't want to, but we're getting, I'm slowly breaking him out of his shell. He didn't want to do this podcast, but we're doing it now. So thank you guys for listening to us. Um, again, if you guys want to talk to us, you know where to find us. We're on Facebook. We still haven't got that Instagram page or Twitter page, but we're getting there. Um, if there's a fandom that you want to talk about, um, reach out to us and we can have you on the show. Um, we can talk about what anything you want to talk about, Star Wars, Power Rangers, um, anything, Tokusatsu, if you're into that, if you're into Godzilla, my son would like it. I stepped on a Godzilla toy today and it hurt. And we're trying to get it set up to where we can start bringing in other people, you know, just to join in the conversation. Not necessarily interviews, but just to chat with us. And, you know, that's where we're trying to get at with it. And it's a slow process because we're just starting third episode. So, and then with the, with the Facebook group, the Sheer Geekdom group, that's what it is. It's a group. It's not a page. Because I wanted to set it up to where whoever comes in there is free to talk about what they want. Free to interact with each other. Free to interact with us. It's a community. And you can't get a community off of a page. So, join the group. Get active in there. Talk to us. Talk to each other. And just share whatever it is that you want to share. Yes. So for Mr. Chris and myself, Ariel, aka Black Barbie 116, we are out. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.